Hello, women's hockey fans. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Founding Four podcast. Erica Ayala, your host. I'm here on the West Coast in sunny California. I've spent the last three days with the American Legacy Network and NHL Black Hockey History Truck. So excited that I was able to come and work this truck on Monday. We went to a local school. We had over 800 children and adults come through the the exhibition. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Willie O'Ree was there. Blake Bolden, who was our guest today on this bonus episode, was there. I spent all week basically, you know... uh, Hyping, hyping Blake up, as I always do. I don't think it's a secret on this podcast. I'm a, I'm a huge admirer of Blake Bolden, and you will find out why on this podcast. But um, again, this is a bonus episode of the Founding Four podcast. I am with Blake, with Willie O'Ree. They have been on this tour of California NHL teams promoting the American Legacy Truck celebrating Black History Month, only the second year that the NHL has officially celebrated Black History Month. And in between her busy schedule and cutting it up with some street hockey with children, Blake took some time for the Founding Four podcast. We were in and out, so you'll hear that it's cut from a few different interviews because she's getting pulled left and right, but stick taps to Blake for making time for the women's hockey community. Blake is here in California. She moved out here even before uh, her last season in the NWHL with the Buffalo Buttes. She had relocated to California. She's playing with the PWHPA and uh, is going to be making her way back to the East Coast. So anyone that is in the Philly area, go check out the PWHPA. They are partnering with the Flyers for a kind of a Philadelphia area. I believe technically they're going to be playing in Voorhees, New Jersey. But that is their Dream Gap Tour stop for this upcoming weekend. I'm a little bummed I don't get to see Blake cutting it up on the ice, but I did get to see her (laughs) have some fun with children out here in California. So I'll take that. Anyway, without further ado, this is my interview with Blake Bolden, PWHPA player, Clarkson Cup champion, uh, Isabel Cup champion, and LA Kings scout, Blake Bolden. Sorry that this keeps happening. That's okay. I I know where to I know where to find you if I need to. I'm sure you will find me. <laughs> um, first, let's talk about you being here with the mobile museum. Uh, yeah. How are you liking it so far? It's been awesome, especially because I get to see you two times. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. Since the switch, but it's been great. I mean, this is the second time it's happened. I feel like this year it's really improved with all the tech and the scanning and the learning of the information. I think the people are responding really well to it. And just to be able to play street hockey is really cool everywhere we go, everywhere it goes. Um, and I'm just really proud to be in it. Yeah, so you're working up a sweat with the kids on Monday? Yeah, I was definitely getting into it. For sure. So we're here in in California. I'm very excited to be here and not on the East Coast. (laughs) It's beautiful. Today is literally the perfect day. It was great. Got some sun. Now there's a nice breeze. 
Going to get some hockey in later. It's great. I'm so pumped to watch this game. It's been a while since I've been in the Staples Center. A lot has happened since I've been in the Staples Center. Woo, yeah. Well, well, let's start there. When was the last time you were in the Staples Center? Man, I think it was November. Um, Late November, I was in the Staples Center with Black Girl Hockey Club. And that's where I met Luke Robitaille. And that's where I started getting um, basically vetted for the position as a scout. Look at that. Timor Melanin holding it down. Yep. (laughs) Hooking the players up. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's talk about, like, what does it mean to be a scout? I I only know scouting on the baseball side, and it's usually a bunch of older white dudes, like, (laughs) sitting at spring training games and, you know, clocking uh, pitches and stuff like that. What does it look like for hockey? Um, For me personally, I am the Pacific Region Scout for the LA Kings and am predominantly scouting AHL teams like I'm only scouting the AHL teams in California and Colorado and Arizona so all of the Pacific teams um and correct me if I'm wrong I think there's six still learning (laughs) well I'll 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 do that I'll fact check it later fact check fact Fact check check. um but I I'm trying to see all of them a few times and look at the players that we're sort of kind of interested in and make sure that they're leveling up to where we're expecting them to be excellent okay so we're gonna put out a hypothetical just so we can walk through this so let's go with Team Uninterrupted mm-hmm. is looking, yes, uh, shout out. I love it. I love the threads. So Team Uninterrupted is looking to, to build up their team. Uh, I would imagine that they have positions that they're looking for, certain skill sets that they're looking for, and then you get all of that information and do what with it? Write a report. <laughs> um, I'm looking at all of these puzzle pieces that the teams are trying to fill, and based off of age and veterans um, how long you've been in the league what you bring what what like you said what the team is looking for you're kind of just like I said trying to see if they might be a good fit in your organization Um, so we just kind of break it down into the skill sets the vision the skating all of that kind of thing okay and is there like a what is it I think the basketball term is blue chip right so like if you see someone Maybe they don't necessarily fit the boxes you're looking for, but you just like in what you're seeing. How does that work out? Um, I'm a rookie right now, so <laughs> I'm just trying to do my job right. And if I see someone, I will definitely make a note, but I'm keeping my head down until I get some real clout. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm Jen. Hi. Sorry. How are you? Nice to meet you. We were just doing a quick interview. This Sorry. is Jen. Hi, Erica. Yeah, Erica. She's nice to meet you. The truck. Oh, and cool. I really yeah. had to use the restroom. There so. you go. Yes. This is for me. Thank you. This is perfect. Swagged out. Get the wrong one. That has a number on it. We'll get another one. It's okay. It's okay. I'll keep it. Good. Are you guys done talking? <laughs> uh, we kind of just started. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Okay. All right. So. So, um, you know, we were here with the, the Black Girl, uh, or, well, Black Girl Hockey Club will be here, but yeah. also for the Black History Museum. Uh, we started talking a little bit earlier about what that kind of looks like on the women's side, as far as being able to uplift people like yourself, who are pioneers on the women's side of the game. Um, so first, 
before we will ease into it, but who are some of the women in the game that you think should get, like, put all the respect on their name? Everyone who's a hockey fan needs to know. In the game? Yeah. Um, all of the leaders right now, I mean, Kendra Coyne, Schofield, and, and obviously Angela James, Angela Ruggiero, we got Camille Granado, we got... Hillary Knight and Marie Philippe Poulin, um, players that I've played against, and they're extreme competitors, and I idolize them, and it's really cool that I get to play against them um, and with them on occasion. But there are, honestly are so many great athletes in our sport, and everybody needs a shout out for real, for real. For real, for real. So, like, we're gonna put this into the universe. In, in an, the, the very non-distant future, we're going to get black history truck, women's history truck. February, March, boom, knock boom, it out. Bam, boom, we're going to boom, bam, knock it out. February, March. The, just crush it, crush it. And then, you know, all throughout the year. But um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, though, is like this, this quote-unquote reckoning that's happening in hockey now where the sport is having to deal with... Um, being a, a predominantly white sport in a society where racism is rampant and is, you know, systemic and institutional. And I wonder what that looks like on the women's side. We were talking a little bit earlier about maybe not always overt racism, but microaggressions and how having those conversations in the locker room can be a little bit difficult when overwhelmingly the sentiment is that women's hockey almost has to kind of protect itself yeah. first. Yeah. And so maybe some of those uh, tensions or opportunities to learn don't always, um, you know, come to the forefront. What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I think everything that you just said is 100% accurate and everything that I feel, well, you're very right in saying that it's a little bit uncomfortable as we were talking before. It's like, you know, I don't want to, you know, give a, a fact check or like put someone in check in the locker room when I'm about to lace up and go on the ice you know I'm trying to mentally prepare and these are my teammates and I just want to be involved in everything and it's something that I've been with dealing with for 20 plus years so it's kind of like I'm just walking and it just seems like I'm numb to it all at this point and I think conversations like this are important um, just because as you were saying, it's not necessarily malicious, but just educating yourself on certain things that may be cool or not cool. Um, and this is a—it's just a very fine line because then there's sensitivity and oversensitivity, and then there's trying to be a team, and then there's joking around. It's like it's really confusing sometimes, but having this conversation is important. Yeah, and I think Black Girl Hockey Club, Renee has, she's an academic, and some of the things that she does is just she offers opportunities for people to who are not players of color, quite bluntly, to see areas where they can improve and thinking of things like things like language matters, how you identify people, making sure you identify them as they choose to be identified. I think particularly in women's sports, we're willing to have those conversations when it comes to identity, sexual identity, and gender, but not when it comes to necessarily race and ethnicity. So my question to you is, 
What would you like to see um, as far as tools that can be brought over to the women's game or just to hockey in general to maybe open up those conversations so someone who's a pioneer like yourself isn't always asked but that any of the other women that you mentioned, Kendall Coyne Schofield, Hillary Knight, Marie-Philippe Poulin, also have the tools to answer that same question and really elevate the, the women's side of the game? Yeah, that's a very hard question. Um, and I guess I've never really thought about exactly the education that I wish that the girls would have. I think, in all honesty, it's just about being open to constructive criticism and feeling safe in the locker room to voice your opinions because I think with women especially, we like to please and we like to hold back and not sometimes stand up for ourselves. And I think if we could just bust that out with like female empowerment and accepting one another for who we are and just having that no to just be like, whoa, that was kind of messed up what I just said. And for me to be like, that was kind of messed up what you just said. And for my teammates to be like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? So. I don't know what kind of educational course it's going to be, and, I, and maybe it's not something that someone has to sit down and give a whole presentation, but just, I guess, knowing yourself and just taking a, a sit and just be like, yo, that, like, what kind of person am I and how do I want to talk to other people? Because we're just people, right? So I don't know if that was answering your question. No, I think, I think that gets it. And again, this conversation I'm having with people throughout the sport on the women's side to make sure I get an understanding and, and not put just the onus on women of color to have the, these conversations because, you know, we're always looked to to solve a problem that we didn't create. This is very true. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> exactly. Well, Blake, you gave me some time. I appreciate it. I know you got things you got to do. No, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're running this week. We're running. Listen, that's because you you VIP. Very important. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to this bonus episode of the Founding Four podcast. The Founding Four podcast is an independent women's hockey podcast hosted by me, Erica Ayala. You can find us on Twitter at Founding Four. That's the numeral Founding Four pod. You can also check us out on Transistor FM. That's where we house all of our shows and then they get pumped to anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So Thank you for, as always, to those who are a member of the Patreon Posse Sports Talk with ELA. That is how I am able to fund our monthly subscription to Transistor and do a lot of the stuff that I do. Uh, It's a labor of love, but thank you for those who have come along the journey. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. We have some NWHL content coming as well, so stay tuned. It's the last week of the NWHL before we go into the Isabel Cup play. Playoffs. I will be back on the East Coast calling the game, the semifinal game that will be on March 8th at Warrior Ice Arena. The Boston Pride are just waiting until they know who wins the play-in game between the Connecticut Whale and the Buffalo Buttes. That is who they will take on in the first round. The quest for the cup is real. The thirst in Boston is real to get another Isabel Cup. Of course, Blake Bolden won the Isabel Cup 
with the Boston Pride in the inaugural season and uh, Jillian Dempsey, who I also spoke to this week. So stay tuned for that. She is certainly hungry for another championship. Can they do it? It's looking pretty good, but that's why we play the games. All right. Thanks for listening to the bonus episode. As always, please share these episodes. Sing the high praises of the Founding Four podcast. You know, make sure your family, your friends, your cousins, all of them are listening. We need and, and appreciate the support so we can grow women's hockey. Until next time, Erica signing out. <laughs>